This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. A very sad day for America, and it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay. Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty to charges of orchestrating a plot to overturn his 2020 election loss in what prosecutors call an effort to undermine American democracy. This is the latest federal case the former president is fighting as he pushes on with hopes of becoming Republican candidate in the 2024 White House race. This is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers. On Thursday afternoon, Trump spoke after the arraignment at a Washington, D.C. court on charges of conspiring to overturn his defeat to Joe Biden. The hearing took place half a mile from the Capitol, the building his supporters stormed on the 6th of January 2021 in a bid to stop Congress from certifying Trump's defeat. It's the third time he's pleaded not guilty in court in four months and faces federal charges with a possible 20-year jail term attached. For the latest on the case and how it's impacting the Republican presidential race, the Leader podcast is joined on the line from Parliament by Evening Standard Deputy Political Editor Jitendra Joshi. Jitendra, what's the latest you're reporting on Friday after Trump's historic court appearance? So we are coming back on yesterday's Pretty stormy day of court hearings in Washington, D.C., where Donald Trump pleaded not guilty in what is the third court appearance he's uh, had to face in just under four months in a succession of criminal cases. This latest one is a potentially the most serious yet. He could face up to 20 years in a federal jail on uh, charges that essentially amount to the accusation that he tried to torpedo the result of the 2020 presidential election through a campaign of lies and intimidation. How was the atmosphere? By all accounts, he seemed more relaxed, more at ease than he has in one or two of his previous court appearances, including the first time he was indicted, which is the case involving former adult movie actress Stormy Daniels, which itself was the first time a former president has been indicted in court on a criminal case. This time around, there was almost a carnivalesque atmosphere outside the court with pro and anti Trump people coming out in force. 
force inside his uh, manner appeared more relaxed despite the high stakes in play. But there's no underestimating the seriousness of these charges and also to stress the fact that given the timeline that prosecutors are pressing for, this could seriously jeopardise his ability to campaign in next year's presidential election. And also ultimately, if they have their way and a trial is held speedily, it could yet end up with him in jail just as the election is reaching a climax. And could you break down for us what these federal charges entail? These charges entail conspiracy to effectively they're, they're, they're sort of dressed up in, in legalese but effectively they amount to a conspiracy to defraud the American voter through the campaign that he and accomplices are alleged to have weighed, waged in the weeks after the November 2020 election when if you recall they were going full bore to cast the uh, election victory won by Joe Biden as somehow illegitimate, as somehow uh, the result of fraud by the Democrats, ballot stuffing and so forth in different states. Of course, there was no basis to these charges and even people very close to Donald Trump, including his own vice president at the time, Mike Pence, were telling him as much, which is uh, what we see in this indictment. Nevertheless, if the prosecutors are correct, Trump ploughed on with a campaign of lies and it's the intent now that is crucial to whether he is um, convicted or acquitted. So is the trial likely to start before the primaries and the Iowa caucuses in January? That's now going to the heart of what we're looking at in terms of the media controversy surrounding this trial, leaving aside the seriousness of the charges. What Trump and his lawyers want to do is to push this, uh, any any such trial well beyond what prosecutors are aiming for. The next hearing is scheduled for August the 28th, at which point we expect the federal prosecutors, the special counsel and his team to argue that there is no reason for a lengthy delay. And on the contrary, for Trump's lawyers to say, given this is the leading Republican candidate to hold the most powerful job in the world, and given that it took prosecutors more than two and a half years to bring their case to this point in the first place, there's no rush. And clearly, they want to delay things well past the election. Any legal icebergs ahead? One iceberg that is very much apparent on the surface of the water, obvious to everyone except Donald Trump, it seems, is that um, he's had yet another warning from the judge, the magistrate in this case, that he should not commit contempt of court by casting the legal process into doubt. He came out of the court and did exactly that, both in a sort of televised statement and more in a more incendiary way on his social media platform, Truth Social, where he, uh, as well as repeating his well-worn accusations that Joe Biden and the Democrats are somehow orchestrating this legal process against him as, as a political vendetta, even though the Department of Justice is fully independent of the White House. As well as that, he's saying that the judge in this particular case is, quote, unfair, that Washington as a city itself is an unfair venue for him to be put in trial and taken as a whole. The whole thing smacks of a hit job on his political prospects. And this is but one of the legal cases he's fighting. What else is there? He is due to go on trial in uh, next March on allegations that he falsified business records. This would be in New York City. That relates to an alleged hush money payment that of $130,000 that his lawyer at the time is meant to have paid to Stormy Daniels 
She says she slept with Donald Trump. He denies it and uh, says, uh, again, this is all uh, a political vendetta. The money was meant to have been paid in the lead up to the 2020 election. And prosecutors say that it was hushed up to avoid um, colouring his prospects in that election. Another trial that's due to uh, take place a little bit later in May is in Florida, where uh, Trump has his largest state at Mar-a-Lago. And this is where the FBI raided um, the property and found boxes and boxes of classified documents that had been taken out of the White House and that he was meant to have returned rather than have kept in uh, dotted around the estate, including in his bathroom. Let's go to the ads coming up. How on earth can Trump find enough working hours to fight multiple court cases and run again for president? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Jitendra, how will Trump's court cases intersect with the presidential elections and just where will he find the time? How is he going to have time to do all this is an excellent question. And given the trial dates coming up, you would think he's going to be rather distracted. But then Donald Trump is not your average defendant. And he doesn't in any of the walks of life he's engaged in business or politics. He doesn't do things mere humans do. So we'll have to see how he balances that all out. But he does face warnings from judges in those separate cases that he's expected to appear in person, certainly in New York City, for instance. and that might well affect his ability to campaign on the trail. Equally, for his supporters, the man himself said there's nothing he can do to dent his support with them. He could get away with shooting someone on Fifth Avenue in New York and then still they'd love him. So how are his numbers looking? His poll numbers are indeed holding up through all this. So the first challenge he needs to overcome is to win the Republican nomination. And on that, he's streets ahead of Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, who's the second place candidate at the moment. Uh, one poll by Evening Standards, uh, polling partners Ipsos in, in the US this week had Trump on 47% in the Republican field against a meagre 13% for DeSantis. Now, that's to clear the hurdle to become the Republican nominee. What about the national picture? Well, he's 
pretty much level pegging with Joe Biden at the moment, both in the high 40s. But there are nuances in those numbers. And the same Ipsos poll found that this depends on the situation as it is. When they ask Republican voters, would you still vote for Donald Trump if he is indeed convicted of a federal felony, which goes to the heart of the current case in Washington, as well as the uh, Florida classified documents case? A large number said they would not. What are going to be some of the big campaign issues? As the saying goes, it's the economy, stupid. So that's been shaping up. America, like we here in the UK, like much of Europe, uh, has been struggling with um, high inflation, with problems arising out of the pandemic. At the same time, America is a lot way ahead of us in, in terms of getting inflation back under and getting growth back up. So Biden's going to be able to point, he hopes, yeah. to a pretty solid picture there. But at the same time, that sort of narrative is kind of discounted by a lot of voters like Trump supporters on the Republican right, who are more obsessed, more concerned with culture issues, the sort of culture wars that we've seen playing out here with illegal immigration, with building a great big wall across uh, Texas to keep people out. So those sort of issues, regardless, are not going to go away. But I think for the Senate round, it's going to be, as ever, bread and butter issues to do with the economy. And how's Biden looking? What about his stamina to fight a second term? A very good question. As we saw when he recently visited Ireland and London, he's moving a lot slower. He's speaking more slowly. He looks generally more tired. And this is he himself and the White House say he's uh, sharp and on top of things. Trump, who's uh, only chosen by a few years, is trying to make uh, hay out of Biden's numerous sort of verbal slip-ups and and even physical uh, missteps. So that's certainly going to be an issue going forward. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Monday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.